I'd also like to say before we move on really quick is that in the notes and I, I think this should be celebrated for Snorlax. You said has been spotted shiny hunting and that XL candy. And then in parentheses, fat chance, which is a great <laughs> Snorlax joke. I don't even think you meant to make it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Oh, sure. So, okay. Sometimes sometimes the notes are just to keep ourselves entertained as we're writing. Sure. Sure. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Those legends won't search for themselves. Let's tour and make up. Event. It's high time that we get the lay of the Landorus. Let's take a look before dipping our toes into the new spawn pool. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 134. It's March 3rd, yet another Tuesday evening. We hit 40 degrees where I'm at, a little bit colder out by Kyle today. It was beautiful. So uh, I'm hoping you can kind of say the same at least. It maybe didn't hit 40, but anyway, uh, I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my slightly chillier co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, how's it going? It, it's okay. It's a little bit warmer now, but is it? What was it now? My phone says thirty nine, but feels like thirty two. Oh well, yeah. It always feels like thirty two in Chicago. It could be seventy two degrees, and be like, "Whoa, that's the wind chill that gets you." You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, before we actually dive into the show here today, shout out to three patrons, two brand new ones, and one returning. Shout out to Jabril and Tish. And then returning patron, David, thank you so much for your patronage and, and welcome back to you, David. We're happy to have you back. Very happy indeed. More about patrons and patronage at the end of the show. Now, Kyle, you and I set some goals last week. So, Kyle, your first goal was 500,000 experience. How'd you do? I, I did that. I did that. Handily? Yeah. It would have been more handily if one of my friends hadn't botched a best friend after specifically communicating about it. See, now you know how it feels. And then they opened anyways. They're like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow so I can coordinate with other people. And then they opened <laughs> it like 45 minutes later. Is it anybody I know? It's somebody on the Discord. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, we'll keep that shame private. Maybe in DM, shall we? <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Well, good job on getting that one. How about step one of the all-in-one research? Yes. I, I finished that like two hours ago. <laughs> I don't even remember what was on that step. What, what did you it was the? Up? It was the send 151 gifts. Oh, that's that's right. I did see you open up a gift from me earlier today. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in 30 eggs, did you hatch 30 eggs this week? I did. I hatched 38 according to my adventure sync. 38. 38. Wow, 38. All right. So that's a three out of three. Look at you. You're turning over a new leaf this season, huh? <laughs> new season, new me. Incredible. Absolutely. The only legend I see is Kyle. All right, so I wanted to get 1 million experience. That was my first goal. I actually got 1.5 million experience this week. Wow. Yeah, I'm sitting at 75.5 total. Someone's so, playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Uh, Yeah, and I actually paid attention to some friendships this week. I hit best friends with Mahalo. 
Shout out oh, to Mahalo. Okay. Hey, bestie, what's up? Uh, and that was great. So fantastic. Four million stardust. So when I set this goal last week, remember I said that I had 3.8 million? Yeah. I actually had 3.4. Uh-oh. Yeah, I might have I might have messed that up. So I played my tail off all week. I was like, gosh darn it. I'm going to try my hardest to make it happen anyway. And I'm happy to say I got to 3.9. Oof. So 3.91. Think about the stardust you wasted when you did Canto Cup with DeFi. I only spent maybe like 50,000. So it's not very much. That puts you at 3.96, though. I would have been very close. If you were at 3.96, you're like, I can just, I can just do it. Come on. Just, just <laughs> more. so I'm a little bit under so that that's that's my fault for not correctly understanding where I was at but I'm very happy with the play I did anyway but I'll count that as a loss and most of step two of all in one yeah I'm I'm really close I've got I've got uh, one more steel left I've got like eight more fighting the dark and the dragon for sure I finished everything else except for the catch streak for 30 days I think they were at seven days now and I finished the 151 different species that need to be caught like i'm powering through wow look at you powering through for sure so two out of three i'm still happy about it kyle you won again (laughs) dude uh well that one was just your fault that you didn't have the game open when you set your goals absolutely i i would have blown that out of the water whatever i decided to hit oh man all right well let's see if i can't do that better next week and you've set a nice little standard for yourself now goodness yeah i don't i don't look forward to it (laughs) okay well we do have some stuff to look forward to but they're of course in the news section so without further ado hey what's going on it's the news this first and and arguably only real piece of news the second one is kind of like half news i guess it's interesting but it's half news (laughs) (laughs) the first thing is searching for legends event now we did talk about this very briefly when we did the whole march overview as well because it was only touched on very briefly so here's the actual announcement this came out today trainers were kicking off the season of legends with a search for legendary pokemon any successful search requires a good sense of direction and if there's one pokemon (laughs) equipped to help in that regard it's nose pass The Compass Pokemon will be appearing in greater numbers to help you sniff out leads alongside a variety of ground, rock, and steel type Pokemon. It sounds like Adventure Week light to me, except without, I guess, the emphasis on the adventure part is very different. But so it sounds like that, but not at all. Just the ground, rock, and steel type Pokemon. That's what I'm getting at here. (laughs) So when is this event happening? It's starting Tuesday, March 9th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, March 14th at 8 a.m. local time. So next Tuesday, we're going to be recording that day, Kyle. So we're going to be able to talk about our first, like, you know, handful of hours with the event. That'll be exciting. Mm -hmm. Features include... The following Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Diglett, Geodude, Magnemite, Nosepass, Aeron, Baltoy, Rock and Rolla, Drillbur, and more. And if you're lucky, you might find a shiny Nosepass. Shiny Nosepass. All right. The following Pokemon will be attracted to incense. Alolan Diglett, Alolan Geodude, Magnemite, Nosepass, Aeron, Laron, Beldum, Rock and Rolla, Drillbur, and more. The following will be hatching from five kilometer eggs, which is becoming my my favorite type of egg to hatch because I keep getting froaky out of them. 
Magnemite, Nosepass, Aaron, Baltoy, Beldum, and Drillbert. There's so much better than 2Ks, Kyle. Come on. Yeah, but a 2K I can put in a regular incubator and not care about it. A 5K, oh, I have a super incubator. <laughs> you put 2Ks in super incubators? Yes, sometimes I do, especially when I'm looking at uh, the store and just like the current box setup, there isn't a box that has regular incubators in it. It's only super. Okay, okay. First off, before I finish that thought, everybody else listening, I'm forming a mob. We're going to go to where Chris's lives. I will provide the torches and the pitchforks. <laughs> How dare you? What? It's In desperation only, is that okay? And that's what I'm doing. I, I, that's there not is desperation. No, I'm not going to buy the wood incubator. One, yeah, but if I have yeah. eight two-kilometer eggs. And that's I'm out your for fault. My, and if I'm out for my only like two-mile walk of the day or whatever, then why would I waste an opportunity? I want to burn through those so I can get some other eggs in there. No. I <laughs> Look, no. I wouldn't expect you to understand you're new to the egg game. No, so, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will never put two Ks in super incubators, except by accident. By accident. All yes. right. Hey, I'm just trying to get them hatched. I'm trying to move that inventory. You know, I'm, I mean? I'm offended, and I hope that I am offended enough for our listeners. I'm sure. I'm sure there are other people <laughs> out there that are also cringed. That's okay. I'm sure there are other people that are just like, yeah, I do the same thing. Whatever. But the following Pokemon will be appearing in one-star raids. Alolan Diglett, Nosepass, Roggenrola, Drillbur, Ferrisseed, and Clink. Three-star raids. Alolan Graveler, Magneton, Skarmory, and Matang. Complete event field research tasks and timed research to encounter Pokemon like Nosepass. They didn't mention uh, five-star raids. Oh, I guess they already laid that out for us with the uh, with the genies, right? Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. By the way, have you been doing any Landorus raids? Some, not not very many, but I've done a handful. Did you get a shiny yet? Not yet, dude. I did. It's so disappointing. <laughs> it is. It is a disappointing shiny. It, it is disappointing. I was like, oh, that is shiny. At least I can tell. Yeah. Oh boy, but yeah, no, I I don't like catching them. I I think they're very frustrating to catch. Agreed. I cannot hit better than a great ball to save my life against them. Like, it's tough intentionally. It's tough. But anyway, sorry for the aside. Are, are you excited for this event? What what stands out to you? Any value up front? I think it's just kind of a fun event. It's got some more rare spawns, although they haven't been rare lately. Drillbur spawned a lot during Celebration, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. But I still like catching Drillbur. It's a fun Pokemon. Pretty much everything can be shiny. Yep. Yes. Everything can be shiny, including all of the one-star raids, which is good. Well, except so, for Drillbur. Except for Drillbur, correct. I'm yes. waiting. I'm waiting. It's oh, coming. that'd be a I'm sweet shiny. It, sweet it's a shiny. good shiny. It's well, it's an okay shiny. Uh, it's better than some some of the ones that we like just out of obligation. Yes. <laughs> so, but other than that, that's I don't have a whole lot of love for Nose Pass, and that's kind of about it. I do. I think it's funny. I also like when they did that hot fix. So now they always all face north, even after you encounter them. Yeah, face that's, north. that's a favorite of mine when I saw that they did that forever ago now. Mm-hmm. And Probo Pass is amazing. Yeah. And all its nose hair glory. Yep. Well, nose hair or mustache. The world it's, may never know. It's nose hair. All right. Well, we have one <laughs> vote for nose hair and I'm going to keep my vote ambiguous just for the sake of the narrative. 
All right, we're moving on to the next piece of news here, which again, like I said, is kind of like a, a piece of half news. Uh, but good luck on your searching for a Legends event, by the way. Uh, Pokemon Go Tour Kanto bonus event. Now, we talked about this issue a little bit last week, uh, even with an email we received as well. Um, but here we are. Here's the copy. Trainers, due to a technical issue that occurred during Pokemon Go Tour Kanto, some trainers were able to access the ticketed portion of the event without purchasing a ticket. We apologize for this issue. And to help trainers who purchased a ticket feel like they are receiving its value, paid ticket holders will be able to participate in a bonus event. When is said bonus event? Well, it starts on Friday, March 5th. So this Friday, probably the day that this podcast episode is released at 10 a.m. local time to Monday, April 5th. So an entire month at 10 a.m. local time. Features include, well, it's kind of just one thing. You'll be able to earn the following items by completing event-exclusive timed research. So we're getting a timed research that will award the following items, not really anything else. I saw some questions around, Mm -hmm. you know, spawns and other things like that. It's just the research just to get that out there. The rewards are 30 Ultra Balls, a Lure Module, a Poffin, a Super Incubator, a Lucky Egg, three silver pineapple berries, a star piece, an elite fast TM, an elite charge TM, a charge TM, a fast TM, and the crowning jewel, 100 Mew candy. Yes. Yes. I'm here for that. A free bundle containing three remote raid passes will be available in the in-game shop as well. Make sure to claim the free bundle and complete the time to research tasks by Monday, April 5th, 2021 at 10 a.m. local time. Please note that this event will be available only to trainers who purchased a Pokemon Go Tour Kanto ticket. Now, as an aside here, trainers who inadvertently received access to the ticketed portion of Pokemon Go Tour Kanto without purchasing a ticket will still be able to access the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto special research for those of you that were lucky enough to bungle their way into a free event nothing is being taken away from you things are just being given to those that did purchase a ticket those of you that had access to the event by accident or however you want to frame it do not get access to this makeup event let that be very clear so how do you feel about this kyle i think this is pretty awesome i'm not gonna lie I think it's it's a lot of value. It's another research to do, which is just fun. So it's hard to complain about that. And it's it's extra reward on top of something that was already paid for. So mm-hmm. and a hundred mu candy is fantastic. Like that's amazing. I, I completely skipped over everything and I saw the hundred mu candy and I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> I never powered up my mu. I, I never was one who like wanted to max that right away. So that effectively is a hundred rare candy right there for me, at least. So, okay. I agree 100%. I'm excited about it. I think it's great. I'm happy they're doing something that isn't interfering with, you know, potential like, like spawn pools and stuff can really mess things up, especially when you have, you know, seasonal and event pools kind of already laid out for the month. We've actually run into this issue in the past, right? Where they've been, you know, the spotlight hours have been eaten up by event spawns and stuff like that. We've seen this before. So this is kind of a nice sidestep. But calling it an event, a makeup event or bonus event actually is the wording that they used. It's only research. Do we think that qualifies as an event by their standards? 
I could see an argument being made about that. No spawns does not equal event. But I think that an event research counts as an event in my eyes. Sure. Sure. If you paid 99 cents for access to a special research, I would be calling that an event in terms of discussion purposes, at least for me. Yeah, I'd be really interested to kind of see how people react to this. Now, we did talk about this a little bit last week, and I still don't know specifics. And Kyle, may, correct me if you do, perhaps, but there were some technical issues along with the ticketing problem that people were having. Well, not even a ticketing problem. The ticketing thing is an issue because it devalues what people paid for because people got stuff for free that people paid for that's a problem on its own on a separate note there were also technical issues with the event allegedly up front i have seen reports of it i couldn't tell you what they were specifically i just know that it happened like it almost always does in the first few hours in the very first time zones that get it it's kind of a rocky start for some of these big global events so if to those people that lost gameplay hour, I could see this being a bummer, you know, because you're not getting that back. For the rest of us that had the entire event and didn't like, I don't care if Johnny down the street got the event for free. Like, that's cool. Good for him. I guess it's got I could see why people would be a little bit bummed. It's not good practice, but it didn't like bum me out or ruin my experience. So I just see this as a bonus, an added bonus, which is why it's called bonus event, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely agree. Although with the whole Johnny down the street got access to it, this is Pokemon we're talking about. It is a collection. It is about exclusivity. It's about what you have that somebody else doesn't. It's kind of the nature of the game. So while I don't feel that way about other people in the game, there are definitely a lot of people out there who do feel that way. Yes, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, their feelings and their opinions on this and their perspective is just as valid as mine is, which doesn't draw issue with that as well. I'm just trying to kind of draw a difference here. They're acknowledging the ticketing issue, but they're not acknowledging the connection or technical problems around with the performance of the event. I don't think there was like I am not fully informed on this. I've tried to to read about it since Canto Tour ended, and I haven't found any good information. Usually when there's big shutdowns or there's actual issues playing, places like the Silk Road will cover it because there's a lot of upset players. They share information. Yeah. We saw that during GoFest last year when the game was basically unplayable for like an hour. Yeah. And that info was everywhere. But I really don't see anything here so... They're not addressing a technical issue of playing the game. They are purely addressing the technical issues surrounding the tickets. Yeah. And so the, the problem they're trying to fix is is displaced value. Yes. Right. Exactly. Not not displaced gameplay. So it's uh, it, it kind of makes sense to me in this form that they would just be like, all right, you want value. Great. Here is literal just straight up value for free in a in a, a mode that you understand which is the special research you know mm -hmm. so like i get it from that perspective but yeah, i don't really know how to kind of like meet in the middle for people that might complain about the lack of spawns 
things like that. I see it as a positive because I'm looking at this month as a whole. And this period of time is a month in and of itself from the fifth of this month to the fifth of next month. That's a huge window. Do I really want to see Canto spawns for an extra month? No, no, I don't. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't really know what the correct answer is here, but like with most decisions that Niantic makes, it's difficult probably to make the quote unquote right one. Like not everybody's going to be pleased. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the final word on this is. Honestly, Kyle, I'm, I'm looking to you for some help here. <laughs> I think it's only positive. I personally okay. don't think there is any negative associated with this unless you want to count it not being enough in people's eyes. But not being sure. enough is not a negative. It's just not enough of a positive. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Well, we'll see how things shake out. This is going to be covering over about a month. And this was announced today as well, like right before we got going. So, you know, the whole social media machine hasn't really got its clutches into it yet. Oh, it'll get it'll so only get worse. <laughs> it'll it'll get there. It'll get there for sure. And uh, and if it's worth talking about, you can bet your bottom poker coin that we'll talk about it next week. But uh, until then, why don't we move right along here into gear up? So this week on Gear Up, we're going to be taking a look at the spawn pools for the Seasons of Legend and what's kind of worth looking at, keeping an eye out for, collecting while you have the opportunity, and all that kind of stuff. And one quick note that seems to be a big kind of feature so far is there's been a pretty significant amount of evolved forms in the wild. I've seen... Other people reporting Metagross spawned in the wild, which is pretty cool. A variety of stage two starters, mult, uh, you know, haunters in the wild. There's there's all sorts, so it's it's pretty great for the stardust. That's I don't know how how do you feel about a Metagross spawning in the wild? I'm okay with it for as many times as we've seen. Um, Beldum featured in other events after in post community day. I think all bets are kind of off now. If it knew Meteor Mash, I'd feel differently. Yeah, see, it's it's kind of a weird thing. I just wanted to mention real quick because it's like, oh man, Stardust. But then you're like, oh wait, this is useless. Well, you can't use it without Meteor Mash. So it's kind okay, of just so. So is it useless though? Because Metagross, when it is properly kitted out and invested in is one of the top neutral DPS Pokemon, right? And you want, you want the candy, you get increased candy from doing this, the stardust, all that stuff. So I I still think it's value to be out there, Uh, but yeah, you do just transfer it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just immediately transferred unless it's, it's a hundred percent and you want to like save an elite TM for it. And then you hold on to it and forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But anyways, moving on. All of the info I'm going to be talking about is taken from a Silk Road thread on the subreddit where they've had a variety of players from the community coming together to submit encounter information to try and get a better picture of what is spawning outside of just what we were told is going to spawn. But without further ado, going to get right into it, starting off with the global spawn, stuff that should be appearing everywhere. First up, frillish this is a big talking point and i'm gonna finish up the global spawns first and then we're gonna come back to it and there's ghastly i'm i'm a little bit biased okay we we all know this 
I saw so few Gasly during the season of celebration that I'm just hoping that there's more Gasly this time around. But but did you want to see a lot more during Kanto? Yes, because now XL candy is a thing. Oh, I suppose that's true. I yeah. may have 4,500 Gasly candy, but that doesn't mean anything for my four 100% Gengars. That means 45 XL candy. Which doesn't mean anything for the four <laughs> Gengars I need to max out. Very true. Very true. Uh, and of course, Gasly is the second best ghost type in the game. So if you don't have Gengars to fill out your ghost type attackers, it's very worth having. Next, there's Magnemite, also Magneton spawning in the wild. Strong Electro-type attacker. It's pretty accessible because a lot of the competition is legendary or not as common, like Electabuzz and Electivire, because if you miss the community day for any reason. Then we have Swinub, as well as Pillow Swine spawning in the wild. Second best Ice-type attacker right behind Galarian Darmanitan. What's not to like? Bring it against <laughs> all the dragons, except for the couple that you don't want ice, but there's not many of those. Also great for Landorus because ground flying. Yep. Next up, we mentioned this one earlier, Drillbur spawning. It's still pretty common compared to last season, and it's just a fun spawn. It's one of the best ground type attackers, but who really cares that much? Because it's still not very good. Even compared to Groudon, it's not very good. So, yeah. And then some honorable mentions Gibble, Noibat, and Mana are all spawning. Like they, they do exist. So, if you're looking for them, keep looking. I still haven't <laughs> got a Noibat. Just in the general spawn pool, though, too, I'd like to make a note. I was out today playing and I saw like seven Froakie. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely Froakie. Froakie seems to be out, at least around here. Which yeah. is nice. But moving on, things to keep an eye out for in the Southern Hemisphere. I want to take note that the Southern Hemisphere had significantly less data. So this is not really complete at all. But Bagon is dragons, especially for those who need to complete the masterwork. Dragons are, are good. Salamance is good. Not much else to say. Deerling Autumn. Just just for collection purposes. And it's evolution is so good. I think the autumn one might be the best one, personally. And lastly, there's Litwick. We're talking about ghost. It's the third best ghost type. And it's been less common than Ghastly, of course. Litwick community day win, Niantic. <laughs> uh probably closer to Halloween. I don't if know. Not next year. I can't wait that long. <laughs> but if we get it by Halloween, I would be surprised. I don't even know what it's shiny looks like. I should look that up. But things worth keeping an eye out for in the Northern Hemisphere. This list was a little bit more complete, but again, your mileage may vary. Dratini. Again, it's, it's dragons. If you haven't had your fill of Dratini from the Kanto stuff, here's some more. Then we have Tangela. Tangrowth is the best grass-type attacker in the game when you don't count Megas and Shadows, so it's good to have more of that. Even better than Frenzy Plant Venusaur? Yes. Wow. It has. I'm pretty sure it has much more bulk than Venusaur, although I believe Shadow Venusaur with Frenzy Plant 
taps it. Sure. But, but that's, that's cheating. always going to be the case. Yeah. It's yeah. Cheating. Yeah. Next up, there's Croagunk. Toxicroak is a is a favorite of mine for Great League. It's a it's a fun pick, so it's also pretty good. Then there's Carablast. I've been told Escavalier is good in Great League. I can't actually comment. I just read PV Poke and <laughs> do what it tells me a lot. Drill Run, Drill Run is great. <laughs> Deerling Spring. Same thing. It's for the collection. It's pink. What's what's there not to love? Snorlax. It has been seen in the wild, so you know it exists. Find the shiny, or or don't. Let's let's be realistic here. No, come on. Next up, there's Sneasel, strong ice type attacker. Also, if you need to catch the dark type for your masterwork for the shiny Mew, it's one of the few ones that seem to be accessible so far others like hound doom hound hour are also in the wild but not really worth mentioning otherwise and lastly axiu arkin and svilus they're all spawning they've all been seen so i imagine that dino has also been seen as well it just was not posted on the list yep i just want to clarify this is not a complete list there is so many more Pokemon around, but these are just what is 100% confirmed by other players as a collective whole. I'd also like to say before we move on really quick is that in the notes, and I, I think this should be celebrated. For Snorlax, you said has been spotted shiny hunting and that XL candy. And then in parentheses, fat chance, which is a great <laughs> Snorlax joke. I don't even think you meant to make it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Oh, sure. So, sometimes okay. sometimes the notes are just to keep ourselves entertained as we're writing. Sure. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So again, like 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 I was saying, this data is incomplete, and, and I'll do my best to put a link to this thread in the show notes that you can see it because it is kind of an over over time sort of evolving thing. So it'd be kind of interesting to keep an eye on it. But yeah, I mean there's there's definitely tons of junk in the pool too. There's a lot of variety out there. So if you're also staring down the barrel of the 151 unique species in your step two of your masterwork research, trust me, there's plenty of, of candidates out there. Mm-hmm. And yes, evolutions also count, which is nice. But all right. That means it's time for the Poke Lore. And this week, we're going to be covering, you know, what we probably should have covered last week, but I, you know, I didn't think about it. Landorus, the abundance of Pokemon. In its incarnate form, Landorus is an orange, muscular humanoid Pokemon, which <laughs> resembles a genie. Genie-like, one might say. <laughs> it is a male-only species with no female counterpart. On its forehead are three sharp pink horns arranged at a slight upwards arch. Landorus has white hair shaped like a short log on top of its head, a jagged white mustache, and two pointed orange ears on either side of its head its eyes are yellow with beady white irises and no visible pupils the front of landorus's body is covered in dark pink spots most of them shaped like diamonds pebbles and raindrops its broad chest consists of two joined dark pink diamond shaped pectorals and its shoulders elbows and navel are adorned with designs resembling raindrops it has two spotted muscular arms with five fingers on each hand. Its lower body consists of a trailing cloud with a long curling brown branch or root-like tail. 
Landorus's tail has various flat protrusions running its span, each spotted in dark pink on their edge surface. In its Therian form, Landorus is an orange, lean, quadrupedal Pokemon with feline features. Cat-like, one might say. (laughs) The horns on its head are now thinner and arranged closer together as a downwards arch. While its hair remains the same, its mustache now takes on a more fanged maw-like appearance. (laughs) There we go, maw-like. Curving around its head to behind its ears, which have now become smaller and rounder. Its eyes remain yellow, but with larger irises, which still lack visible pupils. We haven't solved that problem yet, I guess. Its chest remains broad and unchanged, while its navel is bejeweled with a beige gem. Nice. Gotta get that ice. Landorus's back and lower legs are striped with dark pink, and its biceps and triceps adorned with dark pink upside-down raindrop-like designs. It has four trailing cloud-covered paws, each with three sharp dark pink claws. Its tail remains largely unchanged, although it may be slightly smaller and shorter than before. Can we just take a moment really quick to appreciate how much detail went into describing these? These Pokemon are pretty complex. Uh, and I think this did a good job. There's a lot to say about the design of these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Landorus is considered the guardian of the fields due to helping crops grow. Its tail causes the soil to gain nutrition. The energy from its tail is created by combining lightning and wind. Landorus seems to live above the skies. Sometimes it stops on the abundant shrine in the Unova region, but only when Tornadus and Thunderous are in the same place. Landorus can also stop and calm the two forces of nature whenever the two crash or cause destruction, thus being referred to by the grateful people as Great Landorus. Uncle Landorus. Uncle Landorus. Help us out, please. They're fighting again. Okay, I'll be over in a minute. All right, we got stats for both forms here. First is incarnate. Max CP level 40, 35, 88. At 50, it's 40, 57. It's all right. 182 defense, 205 stamina, and a pretty good 261 attack stat. That's fantastic. Best move set, Mudshot and Earth Power. We covered this last week. Actually, Kyle covered this last week. Now for the Therian form, max CP at 40. It increased from 3588 to 3922. And at level 50, it's increased from 4057 to 4434. That's a sizable increase at both, uh, both milestones there. Stats are a little bit different, largely the same, but the differences are good. 179 defense, so three less defense, same stamina, 205, and a rather increased attack from 261 to 289. That's more than you can shake a stick at. Best move set, currently unknown, but if we take the assumption that Kyle worked off last week, probably Mudshot and Earth Power again would be your best bet, considering it was for the other one as well. So there you go. Hope you learned something. I sure did. They love talking about pectorals in the Pokedex descriptions. So that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. All righty. That's pretty much it. Uh, I'm done with this one. I got my shiny. I've caught a handful of them. I'm good until the Therian forms come out. And uh, yeah. I mean, yep. the candy's valuable. It's more valuable than the other two. I guess. You're going to be doing raids. I guess. You know, what's funny is that the first time these came out, I caught Tornadus and thunderous but this was the one i was missing so i caught yeah, my first too. one and it was a dex entry oh really yeah awesome yeah. awesome why did we miss the one that was the best i don't know i don't even remember i legitimately Ugh. don't remember at all i was i think they came out at a time where i was just like not really caring about it and then they were like difficult to catch and i was like forget this <laughs> too much work 
I'm done. The first one ran for me. I know I tried it at least once, but oh boy. Anyway, there's that. That means it's time for Pokepole. So last week's Pokepole was, with the first Pokemon Go tour behind us, what would you like to see changed or added to a future one? First one's from Venusy, and they said, going to agree that I'd like to see the challengers added as a permanent thing. But if they are an event-only thing going forwards, then for now, they need to be in balloons. I feel like this may have been the most play-from-home, unfriendly event in a while, with the timed research needing the challengers from the stops and spawns at home seeming less frequent than on community days. That's the only real negative I had about the event itself, though without a Go Plus, it would have been very easy to be completely overwhelmed. Yes. I definitely agree on that last part, especially because the challengers do an animation every time you click a stop. I'd rather not click the stop, even if I want the items. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Having something to spend for you, like a Go Plus or a Ball Plus, really helps kind of subvert that entire thing. Yeah. It's a lifesaver. Yeah. Next one's from Rocketman. They said, the Kanto event overall was done very well, in my opinion. I played for almost the whole 12 hours and felt as if it was the most fun I'd had playing the game in a long time. I'd say as far as changes... I think the trainer battles at stops felt forced and I could do without them. If they add a type of gym battle, like a gym leader from whichever generation in certain gyms at certain times, that could be very fun. Almost like a raid battle where you battle a leader team. And if you win, you get access to various rewards or even badges. If you get all eight during the event, you could get a chance at a rare Pokemon encounter, a medal and various high level items, elite TMs and the like. Something like that could be very interesting and different. Other than that, keep it how it was, as I thought it was absolutely amazing and would gladly do it again. The badge idea is awesome. It's so ready, too. We're like, we're ready for that, you know? They already have the uh, the mechanic in place with the whole rocket radar for you getting different pieces of components and combining it into something you can use for something else. Same with this. They have the rocket grunts. They have the leaders. They have more difficult, I say in quotes, content for players to do to earn the badges cliff is pretty hard right now i won't fight him i i won't even waste my time but but aerodactyl is good if you can get it yeah but i already have a a shadow aerodactyl that i even second moved for pvp flying cup yeah Yeah. (laughs) nice so i don't need another one i will not spend the dust but i would be so happy if we could get trainer stuff and gym stuff into the game now that we have rockets i feel like it's a natural yeah. extension yeah i want gym leaders really bad i want i want that dimension of this game i want badge collection give me more things to collect please yeah like they don't have to be permanent badges that's okay if it's if it's a badge that like goes up and then you beat the elite four member you get another thing and then you beat four elite four members you have to do the champ like it's just it's so many layers that could be added anyways yeah, they're awesome. off track it's it's good i like i like the idea a lot next one's from cameron and she said i would appreciate things not being time dependent it was a great experience and i like the idea of the event but i was stressed out most of the event first to make sure i got all the challenges and research that needed to be done in that time frame and then to make sure i didn't miss a potential shiny i needed to complete my decks i know i know someone will say well you didn't have to play the whole time Shut up. I paid $15 this event. I'm not going to just not get the most out of an event that cost me half a day's paycheck. It was overwhelming. And if there's a way to do a similar event without that time limited aspect per theme, that would be fantastic. I can definitely 
see where that's coming from for sure. When you do an event with so much, the timing was almost required. Yeah. But I could see a smaller event that's not featuring 150 Pokemon being more generous with the times. See, I thought that that with this problem in particular, which has been a problem for previous events in the past, uh, they did a really good job with the follow-up event, except for a couple of things. Uh, the regionals not being in raids uh, globally for that follow-up week for people to finish everything yeah. was the only problem I had. Other than that, you were able to pretty much do most of it besides the GOAT challengers. Yeah, but we didn't know it was going to be like so accessible the following yeah, week. Like they true. said it was going to be, but we didn't really know, and it's hard to trust that. Sure. So... If you want to get the most out of it, you want to complete it in the time, which means you're going to stress out about finishing it. And especially if you, for any, for whatever reason, have difficulty finding one Pokemon. I know for several of them, I literally caught the last one I needed at the end of the hour. So, but like if, if it was featuring 50 Pokemon, you could do two hours long each or, you know, double the amount of the hours, obviously. Sure. And alternate. So. I think it is a, a byproduct of having to feature so many Pokemon because they're doing all of Gen 1. I just I also just think that from Cameron's perspective to, to validate it even further is that if you want if you want a $15 ticket event to appeal to more than just people that want to play for 12 hours, got to make it doable in like three <laughs> <laughs> then to have all this stuff that's happening around it organically be worthwhile for the hardcore 12 hour grinding players to play during that period of time. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. It was unfortunate. It, it legitimately took from 11 to five to finish the event, basically. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the new normal for community days, but those I mean, casual like players <laughs> are also not playing those six hour community days in its entirety. Um, you know? I'm on the, I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority where I hope when everything goes back to some kind of normal, we don't still have six hour community days. Yeah, I'm hoping so, so too. So I know a lot of people think otherwise, but I, I liked okay. T- to that point in particular, I liked being able to be like, all right, this starts at eleven. I'm gonna show up, maybe get like a coffee and something light. And then at two o'clock, we're all gonna have a late lunch and that's it. While we yeah. process our catches and things it like that. It feels better. It feels it does, better. but it feels better. the six hour thing, that's that's two meal times. <laughs> it's but see like we're also going to get off track here, but I'm going to finish my thought. You don't have to play all six hours. But you do. But you do. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's really easy for uh, the average person to just walk away. But it's a lot harder for for other players to just walk away when they know there's still value to if, be had. If there's three times Stardust, there's no way I'm yeah. leaving that. No way. Yeah. But moving on. Next one's from Jacket K, and they said, a UI update for Pokemon Go in general. True. All collection challenges and special and timed research only highlighted a major problem this game has had for a while relating to a cluttered interface. So true. That's a great point, Jacket. Great point. Even just being able to collapse the collection. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of surprised because that exists already in the other tab. I was surprised they didn't have that for this. I, I imagine it's just not prepared for that rather than they can't do it sure you know sure but yeah the the ui of the entire game really needs an overhaul it's kind of needed it forever but (laughs) that's a monstrous undertaking yeah 
And lastly, from at a primate, Ash Hat Primate. <laughs> Ash Hat Primate Community Day win. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be great. I'd be okay with that. That'd be a That's good, a sort that'd of be a hat. Good hat. I want to see that and Cowboy Hat Catterby, please. <laughs> yeah, well, this one actually has anime precedent, so. All right, whatever, dude. This week's Pokepole. Are the first few days of the seasons of Legends feeling legendary? What has been your experience so far? Well, Chris, do you <laughs> yeah. feel legendary over the last 48 hours? Every day of my life, I feel legendary, Kyle. Thank you for asking. <laughs> no, but uh, no, we're kind of asking this question a little bit early. It is literally just the second day into this season for us at the time of recording. I've had an extended play session yet. Kyle probably hasn't had the chance to really go out and play a good amount and get a feel for it yet. But I I like the shift in spawns. You can actually feel it, which is what we wanted to feel from the difference, you know, between one season to the next. Because one of it was either like it's either going to be so different that it's it's limiting and that's going to suck, or it, it's not going to be different enough. And when the seasons change, the seasons won't feel like they actually have an identity. And mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of really changing the tone to a degree. Um, I like seeing more Froki. You yeah. know, I, I don't really care about Landorus, but having the 1.25 multiplier on the XP from five stars is making me do more legendary raids. So I guess so. Uh, what about your boy Weedle? They replaced it with Wormple. That's OK. I also love Wormple. OK. <laughs> Wormple is a better shiny. Uh, Well, yeah, I would agree. But I mean, I, I miss Weedle, but Wormple's fine. I my only thought is that I was kind of hoping the legendary raids would give more experience yeah me too but more experience is still more experience 1.25 is fine yeah i haven't gotten to play actively yet i've only played passively through like commutes and stuff like that and wherever i've stopped so i I can't comment too much but the spawns do feel shifted as chris said so you actually do feel it yes which is it's, it's a positive whether you like what they shifted to or not that's you know that can be up for debate that's fine but they've they've nailed so far the changing of spawns i feel like yeah no i would agree uh, and i'm kind of excited to see what other people in especially different areas of the world that have other biomes as well not even just the other hemisphere which is also on the table i'm excited to hear what other people have to say about this because uh we're just one small area and arguably the same area <laughs> so yeah If you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's question, are the first few days of the season of Legends feeling legendary? And what has been your experience so far? You can answer when we post it on Twitter, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, but it is at GoCastPodcast. You can also send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com. You can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. And if you're a patron of ours, you can answer when we post the question in the Discord as well. That marks the time of the show where we hand it off to the PvP experts themselves. Yes, DeFi and Fish are going to be doing a deep dive into Vortex Cup and more this week. Have fun. Hi, I'm Fish and Ahita. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that goes on to sweep the Girls at PvP Mega Tournament. DeFi, how are you going this week? 
I am having a great month, and we will touch base on that a little bit later. But first, let's start off by talking about our Extreme Speed headlines, starting with the Go Battle League section. Currently, we are in Great League Season 7. I hope you used your star pieces at the beginning of this season. We are currently in the Great League, which is running from Monday, March 1st to Monday, March 15th. Fish, have you settled on a team for Great League Go Battle League? I don't think I'll ever actually settle, but I uh, last night started using Alolan Ninetales with Charm, um, Galarian Stunfisk, and Primeape as a safe swap. So that's been pretty fun to use, and I'll keep on using that until it stops being fun. Awesome. There's a team that I really want to try out. It's Galarian Stunfisk in the lead, Pelipper as a safe swap with that Weather Ball, and either a, like a Jumpluff or a Tropius in the back. But I don't have any Wingle, and I'm running into that problem. It hasn't been an event. We've It's been Kanto crazy lately. It's not really spawning now where I am in the world with this season. So I'm kind of stuck. I'm trying to look for people to trade me, and maybe I can get a Pelipper to be able to try that team out. <laughs> and people in your community are going to be saying, wait, you, you want a what? I traded, you can cut this, but I traded someone a shiny drowsy today to get a Wingle. Wow. Uh, yeah, I trade someone a Froakie for a Wingle later this week. I gave someone a shiny Cresselia for a Legacy Venomoth when that was still good. Rip yeah, all those right. trades. So we have now finished the Labyrinth Cup, and as we alluded to, DeFi E is the new Girls That PvP Mega Champion. I am. I've been talking about it the last couple of podcasts, but I won my sixth round. I am so proud. I'm so excited. It brought tears to my eyes. I've never, ever swept a tournament that large, winning all six rounds. And that actually gets me an invite to the regional tournament at the end of the season. I don't have to worry about that because I won a six-round tournament. Um, That invitation is guaranteed. I was hoping that win would also push me to the ace rank in the Sylph Arena, but it didn't quite get me there. But I'm really, really hoping for this month to be able to get myself up to ace. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I, I was sure that it would get you into the blue, but um, that's all right. Yeah, like you said, you, it'll it'll happen. Uh, me, I, uh, <laughs> I, I I dropped 500 spots on the global leaderboard and uh, six spots on the, the Australian rankings, so I didn't have a successful month. But um, yeah, I did manage to, as far as just the individual win rate goes, I did claw my way back to a 57% win rate, 16 wins and 12 losses. So... Yeah, respectable, but uh, definitely something I want to improve on for next month. And speaking of next month with the Vortex Cup, I haven't done any practice tournaments yet, so I am really, really excited to deep dive on the Vortex Cup meta, and maybe that'll help me sort out my team. So the Vortex Cup is the March Silverina meta, and it's a meta that doesn't really have any inclusions. It only has exclusions. So... They've banned fairy types, legendaries, and a specific list of 20 species that you can check out if you go to the Sylph Arena website. It's a, if, we, if we list them all here, it's going to take the, uh, the entire podcast. So uh, just, just think it's all the, the really common OP stuff like, uh, you know, your Azumarils, your Galarian Stunfisk, your Umbreons, that, that kind of thing. Just anything that's, that gets really high usage or is just really powerful. This meta has no fairies. I feel like we need to say that over and over because that's what's defining this meta. And due to no fairies, dragons get to come out to play. They get to come out of their caves and just wreck shop. 
A Pokemon that never gets really any use in Open Great League, but is doing great now, is Dragonair, as well as its evolution, Dragonite. With They have a ton of safe matchups, and that Dragon Breath damage is oppressive. If you want to go with the Shadow versions of those Pokemon, you can get some even more wins there. Maybe Dragonite and Dragonair aren't your Pokemon. Well, there's also Kingdra, which is a really fun dragon type. You can use that Octazooka debuff against your opponents, one of my favorite things to do. And you also have Flygon with some niche coverage with its ground type attacks. And Kingdra is also the only relevant dragon type that isn't weak to ice, which we will get to later. Another type that gets to come out and play now that there's no fairies around is dark types. And there's a couple of dark types that are really ready to go. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of them here. It is Mandibuzz, which is currently ranked number one on the PV Poke rankings for Vortex. It beats a wide chunk of the core meta, and it can beat fighters. It's a dark type that can beat fighting Pokemon, which is very, very handy. You generally only need Snarl and Aerial Ace, but that kind of makes it... Uh, a more of a 50-50 coin flip whether you'll beat the fighters. Uh, I'm thinking of actually running Air Slash on my Mandibuzz to really shore up those fighting matchups because I think that a lot of people are going to bring in a fighter to counter my Mandibuzz, and so having Air Slash will allow me to overcome that. So correct me if I'm wrong, Fish, but we've talked about how suddenly dragon types are really good in this meta because of no fairies. Mm -hmm. And also suddenly dark types are really good in this meta because of no fairies. Yes. Isn't there a combination dragon dark type Pokemon that would just be really OP in this meta then? Yes, there is DeFi and that is Dino. Dino, the tiny dragon Pokemon that hatches out of your 10k eggs sometimes, allegedly. Uh, Dino, with that tiny little bite damage, that little single head just just biting away, chomping away at you. Dino is the major king of this meta. Hard disagree. <laughs> We're gonna go with Joilus. Joilus, it's evolution. Put another head on it, put two dinos together, you've got a Joilus. Joilus is great, again, as that dragon and dark type combination. No fairies. It can just rain fire on this meta. It beats the other dragons as well as beating Mandibuzz. It does everything you want the dark types to do, and it does everything you want your dragon types to do with that dragon breath damage. The one Pokemon that Joilus has to look out for a little bit is Galvantula because of Lunge. So just be careful. This is an example where maybe Dragonair would be a better choice because Dragonair isn't going to be as impacted by Galvantula. Now we've talked about the dragons and the darks, uh, but there is something that beats both of those things, and that is the ice types. Now normally ice doesn't beat dark, but funnily enough, the two dark types that are big in this meta are also weak to ice due to their other typings. So ice types are going to be prominent. And DeFi, I know there's one ice type that you're very excited to use again. Frostlass meta. Whoop, whoop. Frostlass meta. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So lame. Um, it is such a powerful Pokemon. We've seen it in some recent arena metas in the past and we know how powerful it can be with an energy lead so using it as a safe swap option allows it to get that energy lead which allows it to flip 
matchups. Basically, look, check this out. With two Powder Snows of Energy lead, so say you lose the lead, you swap in your Frost Lass, and they swap something in some, something else in to beat it. With the two Powder Snows that you've gained in that time, you can now beat 85% of the core meta in the one shield scenario. And that's the core meta. So like sometimes we say, like, oh, it can beat... 85% of Vortex Cup, but that includes things that you're never going to use, like Scyther. Um, this is the core meta. All the stuff that is actually relevant, it can beat 85% of those in the one shield with two, two Powder Snows of Energy Lead. But maybe you don't love Frostlass as much as I do. There are other ice types that are going to do really, really well. Dugong with that Icy Wind, Double Legacy, so you got to put some investment into that. Lapras is great because Lapras is very tanky and also will beat Frostlass, which is a great plus in that category, as well as Snowy Cast Form. Snowy Cast Form is really bulky, and it's one of the few Pokemon in this meta that has access to Weather Ball, now that Alolan Ninetales is banned due to its fairy typing. So there's your Ices, but then how do you deal with the Ices? The best way available to us in this cup is with the Fighters. So... There's a lot of counter users that you can go with in this cup. The best of them, from what I can tell, is Primeape. Very glassy, very high damage. It's got close combat and Night Slash. And Night Slash is the real important one because that Night Slash is great coverage against your ghosts and the few psychics that are running around as well. Um, a Night Slash won't completely KO a... Frostlass or another type of ghost. So you need to land a couple of them. But Primate does have the ability to do that. So maybe if you want to spend a shield or or two and and, uh, flip that matchup over, Primate has that ability. It's a fighting that can beat its counters. Maybe Primeape isn't your Pokemon. There are lots of other counter users. Blaziken is a great option for a fighter. It can beat Frostlass, but it's really going to struggle to do it. But Blaziken has the benefit Stone Edge. Stone Edge is going to clip those birds out of the sky and also does really well against Pokemon like Dugong and Lapras that have that ice water dual typing. So Blaziken isn't necessarily going to want to use Blast Burn on that because it has that water typing, which helps it uh, resist that. But instead, Stone Edge will do damage there. You also have Pokemon like Toxicroak that can be throwing mud bombs and that can cover some options for you as well as Lucario with that Shadow Ball coverage. There is a, a cool little generalist typing, which is the electric typing, and that in particular means Galvantula. Uh, Galvantula is going to be big in this meta. It's a very strong generalist, and when it's got shields, Volt Switch itself can just wear down opponents because uh, there are a lot of glassy Pokemon in this meta. Lunge is even better here than it normally is because of the coverage that it provides. Um, Ghosts do resist lunge, but all the ghosts that are relevant in this meta have to respect the discharge. They're not going to like getting hit by discharge at all. Uh, So really the only thing Galvantula is afraid of is your fire Pokemon. Another electric type is Melmetal. Melmetal is technically an electric type running Thundershock as its fast move. However, you really want to use Melmetal for its charge moves of Rock Slide and Superpower. Rock Slide is great because it helps cover all those ice types, even Frostlass. When Frostlass has that energy lead, we mentioned it beats 85% of the core meta. 
But Melmetal isn't part of that. Melmetal will still beat Frostlass even when Frostlass has the energy lead. As well as Rock Slide, Melmetal also has superpower, which helps you beat those dark type Pokemon. You just have to watch out for that self debuff that happens when you use superpower. Right, so it's a, a bit weird that we've included it in the electric section because its only, only electric move is, like, Thundershock. But uh, it, it actually turns out to have uh, fairly similar matchups to Galvantula, so we included that in the same list. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of other Pokemon that are viable. I would love to talk about all of them, but we're not going to have time. We're just going to revisit a uh, few things as the weeks go on. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions are Jellicent, which I was talking about for Labyrinth Cup and I'm talking about again for Vortex Cup. I did use that for a practice tournament last week and it helped me to sweep that tournament. It's so tanky that it managed to survive a full-blown Shadow Ball to the face from a Frostlass and it helped me to win that match. And it just walls like your fire types and um, does really well against a lot of the fighters. Uh, another one is Ninetales that um, is the only Pokemon that can, apart from Melmetal, that can consistently beat Frostlass and also is a, a great core breaker for Frostlass Galvantula. Um, and, and your water flying Pokemon as well, which are really nice walls against your fire and fighter Pokemon. All right, listening to the meta, I think I've got enough to build my team. And I also think that we have a show. We love hearing your feedback. If you ever have any questions for Fish or myself or any feedback, you can always send that to mail at gocastpodcast.com and Chris and Kyle will make sure that we see it. Let's hand it back to them. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi. Appreciate it and appreciate you. That means it's time for, well, this one particular section that goes to the tune of emails and some of those mails. We're going to do both of those, both of those things here today. We're, of course, going to start with voicemails. This week, we have two voicemails. And this first one is from Kevin. Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's Kevin Red Bull here. I just wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing and let you know an idea I have when I was at work uh, a couple days ago. So it's a lot like how they did it with the trainers at the Kanto Tour mixed with some of the Team Rocket stuff, but I had an idea for a new event that they could do, possibly in like the season of celebration stuff. How about they rework it to where the trainers are regular trainers from the video games, like you guys said, Hex Guy, trainer boy, athlete, stuff like that. And then once you complete, I don't know, four, five, six of them, ten of them, whatever they want it to be, they have a <laughs> battle, a gym leader. It would be the first gym leader in Kanto, and then it would so on and so forth. You would do the trainers, get a gym leader, get a badge. And then you'd have a collection page somewhere on your profile of all the badges. And then eventually you get to the Elite Four and you do all that stuff, you know. You can become the champion. And they can do that with all the seasons. I just thought it was a really great idea. I wanted to run it by you guys, see what you thought about it. It might be 5.30 in the morning, but I work every <laughs> single day, so what does it even matter anymore? <laughs> I tried to write it in an email, but this felt too big. I had to put it on a voicemail, so team voicemail this week. All right, you guys, have a good week. Enjoy catching some shinies. Oh, right before I go, I wanted to tell you the shinies I got after the Canto event. 
So I managed to nab a Mewtwo, as well as a Mewtwo I got during the event. Then I got a, the first Hitmonchan I saw in the wild was Shiny. Blew nice. my mind. And then I got my first Shiny Staryu out of the research. It was a Aww. 93%. I evolved him and named him Ring Pop because he do be looking like a Ring Pop. You guys <laughs> have a good day. See you later. Kevin, 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 ahead of his time. <laughs> first, I'm super jealous of that star you. I want one so bad, even if it's mm-hmm. a poor color in Pokemon Go. Second, I think we can all agree on the topic of gym leaders and badges because it's so good. It's such a good idea. It is. Niantic, please. It's half built. <laughs> it's li- It's literally, it's all built. They literally just have to change the models. Uh-huh. And make it happen at gyms instead of at Pokestops. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're done. It's, That's you've, it. you've inputted a year's worth of content for some players like that. Uh, there should also just be maybe a different way of accruing uh, your your badge points, like towards the, the gold badge at any given gym, right? Yeah. And s- because, like, let's just say you're an instinct player. Oh, actually, that's a that's a bad example because you have no problem taking gyms because they're never in your control. Let's say you're a valor player like little old me and I'm looking around I'm like these are all red and they're all full. I have no chance of doing anything in these gyms to get points for badges here. I don't have silver badges in a lot of local <laughs> gyms because the valor presence here is so strong. I'd love to go in there and be like challenge a trainer. And that gives me 50 points after I do it. Just trade berries. Oh my god! Do you know a valid suggestion? Do you know what I would give to be able to feed berries to gyms? Kyle, they have this item in the shop called the team medallion that you can purchase. It'll change your team and solve your problem. You are technically right, but that's not an option for me. (laughs) And we already know that's not an option for me. Let's just switch accounts. Let's just switch. All right. Sounds good. Don't tell Niantic. I think that's against TOS. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the voicemail there, Kevin. Let's move on to Drew's. Hey, guys. This is Drew. Um, just wanted to call and say that I was lucky enough to catch a shiny Moltres and have Woo! now gotten all three shiny legendary birds. Yeah. Um, I also was surprised to find out that the new bonus that they have for the Go Battle League affects even those under the level of 40 because I'm getting XL candy for all of the boosted Pokemon, which is kind of cool. And I really hope that those candy don't just go into oblivion and stay in candy land on my account, just like all the Pokemon that get transferred or deleted. Uh, through trading from your storage, um, but are still in your decks. Uh, kind of an interesting thing to think about, whether it will or won't still be there. Um, yeah, the XP is pretty slow right now. <laughs> um, even with using Lucky Exits and stuff, I have barely gotten another 500,000 or something like that. So I might have to make my goal a little bit longer, but I'm going to still keep the three weeks right now. So it's two more weeks to go 
and uh, not as close as I wanted to be, but I'm going to grind it out. going to try to get there and see what I can do. So my question this week is, what do you think should be used in Great League that isn't? Like something that could be a hidden counter or something that you just would like to be able to see rise up rise up in the ranks. The reason I ask about this is because with the remix coming out, that may very well be viable to try new things and do new things. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> Bye. So about the XL candy, it is a confirmed bug. That XL candy will not be there when you hit level 40. Oh, that feels bad, man. Oh, no. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate, but it is consistent. It's just some spaghetti coating in action yeah. there. But that's what it'll feel like when you hit level 40. Won't that be great? That'll be great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but to answer your question about the GBL thing, you know, I was sitting here thinking, what would I like to see? Because that's what I'm kind of taking. And there's some easy answers and they're all bugs. But <laughs> hey, there's some good bugs. Galvantula showed no, no, up. There there are. The I would one. love I'd love to see more. No, there are a couple of other ones though, too. Scyther is usable in some cases. Yeah. But I think the uh the original evolutions, I'd like to see them be more usable. You know, Jolteon in the main series games, I mean, I know the stats aren't really there to be competitive, but it's got some interesting coverage. It has the electric attacks. It's got double kick. You know, it's got pin missile. Like, I'd love to see interesting movesets on Pokemon like that so that they're, they have value, again, not in stats, but in their ability to respond to situations. So this may show my inexperience with PvP, but I commented on it. Back when Gen 6 was starting to roll out, Diggers B. I like, like Diggers, Diggers Bay. B. <laughs> I like Diggers B. I don't know what it is, but Diggers B grew on me. It's a normal type, so it's kind of boring, but it has some cool coverage. It is actually ranked fairly highly, so it probably sees a lot more use than I know, but I don't hear <laughs> a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. Okay. Well, speaking of, by the way, you said you're inexperienced in GBL, and I sent you a screenshot when we got payouts from this, the end of this last season with a star piece, 150,000 stardust. That's money on the table, Kyle. Yeah. And it also, cost you, it also cost you 700 Go Battle League matches at like an average of five minutes each. Yes, but people that were above rank 10 only also got that. So, yeah, well, I got like 20,000. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was ranked seven. <laughs> 20,000 is also nice. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. That was without a star piece because I, I didn't know what I was getting, so I didn't bother. Gotcha. Well, you'll know for next season. But thank you very much for the voicemail there, Drew. I hope we answered your question in its entirety. And now we're going to move on to some emails. First emails from Mahalo. She said, hi, Chris and Kyle. It's Mahalo High 19. I hope you're enjoying your Canto Fest week. Hello. I did. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Okay. I liked it. We were talking about it. We thought it was great. I just want to thank DeFiE250 and Fish on a Heater for the Canto Cup team building lesson on last week's show. I'm using Hypno with Confusion, Thunder Punch, Shadow Ball. 
Clefable with Charm, Meteor Mash, and Psychic, and Aerodactyl with Rock Throw and Rock Slide. Nice. Hypno and Clefable do most of the work, but when I bring in Aerodactyl, it's pretty much game over. And Snorlax users rarely expect it being switched in on them. Overnight, I've gone from being a mediocre little battler to obliterating most of my competitors, and I must say it's quite a rush. So thank you. I know this will only last for a week, and then I will return to the place I belong, but I love how there's always something new to learn in PvP and look forward to building on my knowledge. All the best, Mahalo. I love it. I love but, it. Yeah, that's that's great, and it's part of the advantage of the rotating cups because it gives other things time to shine. Like, during the Flying Cup, it was pretty fun to use Shadow Aerodactyl. Not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. But like the, That the should have itself, been banned. The, the cup <laughs> itself was bad. Yeah. But having a strong team that you knew was strong feels good. Whereas there's so many options in a default league that you're like, is this actually good? You know, sometimes I want to flex in something at great league level, but I don't know if the rest of the team I'm putting with it is good. So I'm sure I feel bad during the matches, even though I'm using the Pokemon that I want to be using. No, but I think this just kind of goes to show that if we're having issues uh, being successful in Go Battle League, just a little bit of research into the top 30 picks uh, and then, you know, choose your favorites from there. And then even if you go down to the top 50, like you're going to do a lot better than just running blind. So that's fantastic. And I pass this along to Fish and DeFi as well. So I hope that they enjoy this because this is a lovely email. Thanks, Mahalo. This next one is from Shining Lugia. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Hello. I'm a huge fan of you guys, and I am from Boston, 13 years old. This is my first time mailing to you guys in the form of e emails. <laughs> I have been listening to your podcast since last spring. I'm currently level 33 and went to Stay Fest in the summer. It was the first time I had experienced an event other than the usual community days, and it was the first time I had received a legendary. Awesome. Yeah. I took a break when fall hit and started playing other games. I was bored on New Year's Eve that night and picked up Pokemon Go. Since then, I have found a remote raid group to do five-star raids with since I have no one really to play with in person. My question is, how can I get my brother who once played but hates it now and my dad who will sometimes play with me but only out of sympathy get them to play the game? P.S. My dad is two shiny shadow Ekans from Jesse and a shiny shadow coughing from James. When all I have is a shiny shadow Aerodactyl and he barely plays. All right. Well, all of you are speaking from a position of privilege. Shiny shadows are incredible. (laughs) Those are all fantastic shinies for shadows as well. Absolutely. But yes, I could probably feel your frustration. Dad's ahead of you and he doesn't seem to care as much. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. The question is at its core, how can I get my family members who aren't really into it to play with me? And the answer is you really, you really can't not in a way that you're going to feel good about, unfortunately. Now, that being said, you know, if it sounds like your dad's a really good sport and enjoys playing and hanging out with you, um, I would probably just only expect that, you know, I wouldn't expect, you know, somebody that's not interested in the game to really invest their time into it outside of maybe interacting with you, because it sounds like the reason they're playing is to play with you. Mm -hmm. I I definitely agree with that. And the best outcome that can be had is using it as a way to spend time with each other because that's that's what the game is really all about in the grand scheme of things especially in the community aspect it's all about being able to just enjoy each other's company because you you don't necessarily interact in the game itself right 
So, uh, yeah, I would say I wouldn't try too hard because I don't think it's going to turn out well. Um, you don't want to you don't want to push people further away from the thing you want them to enjoy by trying to get them to do it, if that makes sense. But, yeah, good luck. And uh, thanks for writing in. Next emails from John. They said, hey, there, Chris and Kyle. Name's oh. John. This is my first time sending an email. Tried to send a voicemail, but something went wrong with my connection or something. Not so sure. I listened to it. There was a bunch of dog barking in the back. And then John stopped talking and then disconnected. (laughs) And so I'm going to blame the dog. (laughs) We don't blame the dog. The dog is perfect. It's true. But anyway, I guess a little backstory on how I got started in the game since it's my first time sending a message. I initially started playing Pogo back when it first came out in 2016, but due to how buggy and messy the game was, I found it very unattractive and abandoned it. Fast forward two years in late May of 2018, I cannot and will not drop this darn game. (laughs) I really don't know if it's concerning how much I play at times, but who cares? It's Pokemon. True. Getting to my question, though, it is regarding the coin system in this game. I'm very much like Kyle being heavily critical a lot of the time with the decisions that Niantic makes but only because I want to see it do better for everyone. I think the coin system in Pokemon Go is very flawed and needs to be addressed. It's not very free-to-play friendly, and I do think you have to spend some money to enjoy the game to its full capacity. If they want to keep a limit per day, that's fine, but it needs to be increased to at least 100, in my opinion. Not only that, give us more avenues for getting said coins. You can take the approach that I see in a lot of gacha games and give us login bonuses that include coins. Yeah. Another idea I have is maybe if you get research tasks for something challenging, like make three excellent throws in a row to give you coins, etc. I get this as a business at the end of the day for Niantic, but I feel for in-game currency, we are severely limited and sometimes forced to spend money. It's bizarre that they just completely scrapped the testing they were doing in Australia for more ways to get coins when they saw a lot of positive feedback from our friends on the other side of the globe. What would you guys do to improve the coin system in Pogo? Any ideas? I'm very interested in what you guys have to say. Sorry for making this email too long. Love what you guys do. Keep it up and have a wonderful day. Well, thanks for the email. It's not too long. Don't don't feel bad about that. Always love to hear people who are coming back to Pokemon Go because they didn't like it at first because that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody's going to blame you for that. As for the topic of coins, it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. It's like a hot topic in the 90s. Very busy. (laughs) Everywhere on every street corner. Yep. I think it's an interesting topic as well because compared to a lot of other mobile games, uh, gotcha games, whatever you want to compare it to, the free-to-play currency is very stingy here. But it's also much less required to to play the game when you take away the egg exclusive stuff which i feel is the the most egregious one that requires coins to truly catch up with i think the only problem is acquiring the coins not the amount of coins you get i think the gym holding gyms to acquire coins is a bad system that was outdated when it was introduced absolutely absolutely and i actually think that john basically laid out every single quality of life thing that we've heard and been like that's a good one yeah. increasing the total from 50 to 100 you know rolling back out those different avenues of, of acquisition of coins that we had seen in australia being beta test yeah where did those go maybe they're just being adapted again as john pointed out they were positively received so yeah there's no reason then to abandon that but then also the login bonuses 
that's yeah we talked about that too a while ago i'm pretty sure we talked about at least one point in time and if not it's so obvious i feel like we did like you're right where is the login bonus for this game this game would super benefit from that people would love that to death and and before someone says well you get your first catch and spin bonus that's not the same thing no because most games have a login bonus and then they also have like some daily quests you can do they're called dailies yeah those are your daily quests the the first spins and i never got to take part in the test obviously in that was on the other side of the world i personally still didn't like how it looked because i don't like only earning partial coins it still means you have to interact with the gym anyways yeah and the gym is a problem for a lot of players you know if i don't take a gym at 2 a.m i'm not going to hold it long enough to get the 50 coins just plain and simple yeah no i agree i I think it's I think it's a a several pronged approach that needs to happen. Increase the total, increase the the number of ways people can get coins and then increase the amount or the opportunities people get to accrue coins in a fun way outside of this established way that we already have. Right. So, yeah, an overhaul definitely needed. I think we all agree. hundred percent. Thank you for the email, John. This next one is from Scunny Paxo. Good morning from the UK to you both. Good morning. I've listened to your cast for a long time and absolutely love it. Oh, me too. The chemistry between you both is great. Oh, thanks. I decided to send in a quick message as I'll always be team email. My Pokemon Go story is simple. Started playing as a way to get my son active, but he eventually found other things to do and I kept the account going. <laughs> I'm now 2 million experience off of level 42 and play daily. I use this therapy during what has been a bad couple of years. I have a question for you both and the listeners. What sort of response from others do you get when you say you play the game? I found it to be a negative reaction from a lot of people until I explained the benefits I've had from playing. The exercise lost nearly two stone, English weight, the community and the organization needed to play. Anyway, keep up the great work. Scunny Paxo, level 41, Team Instinct. Team Instinct. Oh, boy. All right. I, I think both Chris and I can have the same reaction about what reaction people have when they find out we play. Yeah. People still play that game. Yes, exactly. It's literally like, that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Every single time. It doesn't matter who they are. It's always that's still around. Yeah. And then I cite how much, you know, revenue it generated in the past year. And they're like, oh, yeah. And that's like, it. You know, it's only the most downloaded app on both app stores for like three quarters of the year. yes 100 percent. now that being said yes there is definitely a negative connotation with you know being really invested in and caring about something that's perceived as a child's ip but as we've said before pokemon is a child's ip but pokemon go is not exclusively a child's game and actually the benefits you have of being an adult with disposable income and you know a car affords you quite a bit (laughs) in pokemon go Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last emails from mitch and he said what's up chris and kyle so i'll be honest i almost forgot to write in this week but here we are school is going and in two weeks i have my spring break planning another banger of a camping trick so you know what that means shinies it means you say you're not going to get anything and you're going to be upset that you're going to miss out on two weeks of events and then you're going to come back with all of the event exclusive shinies right yeah, twice over i didn't make any of my goals from last week oh that's unfortunate Yikes. <laughs> don't even need to break that just no 
<laughs> New goals. If I pass a gym and it's not yellow, I have to turn it yellow. Ooh. Mitch is on college your, campus. You got your hands full, man. <laughs> I that it has to be like on the street, right? Not like just in game view. <laughs> Cause you're right, gonna right. find yourself all the way in Chicago at that rate. Yeah, no, no, no. Two million experience. 35 shiny fletchling. Well, thank you for the reminder that that is this week because, yeah. <laughs> shiny vibes all. Also, Chris, thanks for streaming Pokemon Presents with me. Can I get some Sinnoh hype? Hype for yes. Sinnoh. Hype for Sinnoh. Both hype for Sinnoh. forms of Sinnoh. Yeah, Pokemon Legends is going to be cool. Very excited. Yeah, sorry, Mitch, that my internet in my area literally cut out halfway through. But thanks for having me on. It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck with your goals. And yes, thank you for reminding us about Shiny Fletchling because we might have forgotten when it got to saying our goals, which is the next big hurdle in front of us. Uh, We are going to wrap up the show now. Thank you so much to all of you fine folks that send in emails and voicemails this week. If you want to send in a voicemail and join the illustrious team voicemail, you can do so by sending it into 262-586-7717 and barring any technical issues we should be able to hear your lovely voice on the episode you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can visit our website gocastpodcast.com for all things gocast related i recorded an interview with reversal this past weekend and i intend to have that up before this episode goes live so that might be old news to you Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Swartz, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you very much for your patronage, as generous as it is. Very much appreciate you and, uh, and thank you. Hope you're enjoying the Discord. But if monetary support isn't your thing and you're like, boy, I'd really still like to support Chris and Kyle and GoCast in general, you can't. There are a couple of things that you can do to help us out that, uh, well, now, especially now that you've already done one of them, will take you almost no time. You can listen to the episode. (laughs) Check. Already doing that. Uh, But you can also leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher or podcasting service, such as, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whenever they figure it out. And uh, yep, that would take you no time at all. And it helps us out immensely. It's the end of the show. That means we got to set some goals, Kyle. It does. Fletchling Community Day. What else is happening besides Fletchling Community Day? Not a whole lot. I mean, we got bonus hour this week. Uh, It's a whole hour of uh, Team Rocket uh, spawns. We have the the new Team Rocket research that you could work on. Uh, You could work on your masterwork research. There's a bunch of things you could do. Well. So first things first, nine shiny fletchling. Okay. 300,000 experience. And for a third one, I'm going to set a season long goal instead. So okay. I'm going to keep track of it because I'm going to do gold battle league this season. What are you going to try to hit? 20? I'm going, I'm going to hit 20 minimum. I will okay. do it. If I have to personally ask uh, Fish and DeFi, tell me what to use at all points. Will it'll happen? Amazing. So that that's it for now. Okay. Uh, I I lied. I have one more. 
do the 151 different Pokemon species for my masterwork. Alrighty. That sounds good. So three active for next week and one that's ongoing and we'll we'll keep track of it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, for myself, I want to hit 77 total million experience. It's 1.5 million from now. I'm hoping the catch bonus on uh, Community Day will help out quite a bit. And 30 f- shiny fletchling. That's going to be my shiny goal. I'll keep it under Mitch's this week because 35 is a lot and that's a lot of stress. And if I can finish early, I'd like to finish early this time. I want to hit at least rank 10 in GBL. I'm rank three right now. I started at two when the season reset. I think that was a bug. Everybody that was ranked that got reset got set to two. And we're all like, huh? okay, sure. I want to carry over the thing I had done last week. I want to actually be over four million Stardust. So I just have to accrue an extra 100,000 and then I can spend some as long as I don't dip under four million uh, for Get the week. Get out of here. And that's it. I'm working on my other research stuff right now, but it's slow going. Those dark catches and those dragon types and all that. Oof. I don't know. I don't want to set myself up to fail. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. And we'll see you next week for episode 135. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.